Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm on Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yes, Gary Belcher still on holidays in Indonesia, surfing somewhere, dropping, knocking back, I should say, bing tangs and mia goring like it's going out of fashion. No, no. Scotty, no? No, no, no. He wouldn't be eating... Mia goring? Nasi goring. Nasi? Who's Mia? Mia's noodles, Nasi's uh, rice. Okay. No, he wouldn't be eating any of that. He'd be eating... Lobster. No, green vegetables and... Brown Eating. rice. What? what? Yeah, he'd be what? very healthy, Gary, while away. Hello, Jace. Hello, listeners. What a massive day. Oh. What a massive day in sport. Rugby league. The game that keeps on giving. Desi, gone. Yep. I'm cranky about it. I think there's a lot of people that sort of agree with you, but I think there's a, there's a big reason why Manly have done what they've done. And I think, uh, well... Time will tell in about eight or nine months' time with results. Yes, absolutely. Manly supporters, rugby league. Sorry. Rugby league. Supporters. <laughs> what do you think? What do you, what do you make of this decision by the Sea Eagles today to sack their two-time premiership winning coach? Um, I think he has respect to the playing group still, um, but not the board. It seems. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text number. Or you can call us one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The best uh, caller or text tonight will win those tickets. I, I think we're still giving away the tickets to the races, I'm sure we are. Uh on October twenty ninth, thanks to racing New South Wales. So get on the uh on the phone or, or shoot us a text. Uh, hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, SENQ six ninety three AM in Brizzy. Uh, 16.20 a.m. on the Gold Coast, 13.23 a.m. in Canberra, uh, 11.70 in Sydney, and via our SEN track stations and, of course, the SEN app. So much to get through tonight. As you said, Sats, the sacking of Desi will no doubt uh, dictate a lot of our rugby league content uh, tonight. In fact, Matty Ballum, who played and won two premierships uh, with the Sea Eagles under Des who's now on the coaching staff at the Brisbane Broncos, will be uh, joining us soon to, you know, I think lend his support to to Des. I think a lot of the ex-players that have played under Des, and especially the ones that have had success under Des, will have a pretty strong opinion in support of Des. Uh, like, like I said just a few moments ago, I can see why Manly have done this for a number of reasons, which we're going to get into. Whether it's the right reason or not, I'm not quite sure yet. I don't think anyone knows because it's still that shock value. Everyone's quite emotional about it. But I think moving forward where the club wants to be, it's there's a reason why they've made this decision. Yeah, okay, fair call. Um, you've got a man crush on someone. Uh, I reckon you've got more than one. You used to be on Billy Slater. Right. I used to love watching him play. You don't like watching him coach? I love watching him coach. Great commentator as well. Yeah. Probably analyzes the game better than most. Good horse trainer. Good horse trainer. 
Um, but you've got a new man in your life. Ali Day. Ali Day, of course, the, the Iron Man who is competing in the Coolangatta Gold this weekend. One of what, our greatest Iron Men of all time. Yeah. He is what? It's one of six times? Six Coolangatta Golds. Remember he's, the movie, 1984? Uh, Colin Friels and... You like this movie. Great right? movie. It, you sure? Listeners, 0457-736-736. Coolangatta Gold. I, I doubt anyone over the age of 40 hasn't seen it. I, I haven't. Are you serious? Is Nicole Kidman in that one? No. Because sure? I'm going to say Redhead. Might, sh- actually, I think she is, actually. I don't think Redhead should go to the beach. I think she's one of the girlfriends. I think she. Or was that, am I getting that mixed up with BMX Bandits? She was in BMX Bandits. I know that. Hmm. All right, let us know. 0457 736 736. Is cool and gather gold worth me trying to find somewhere on a streaming service this weekend. Uh, also, uh, Satchis, we will be talking to one of your uh, man crushes, Ali Day. Outstanding guy, fit as. He's our fittest listener. He's a Rooster supporter. That is a downside. It is a downside. You can't be perfect. Mm-hmm. There's, there's evidence. Yep. <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> uh, he'll be joining. But I want to know, uh, do you, blokes and ladies listening to the show tonight. Glad you said that. Do you have a man crush or a woman crush if mm. you're a female? Right, Blake said, I don't want you going, oh, yeah, I think, you know, such and such as Julia like, Roberts. No, yeah, no, it's too obvious. Who's your man crush? Yeah. Mine's Brad, um, what's his name Pitt. from Hangover? Oh, what's his Bradley name? Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Mm. No, I wouldn't take it the Star- next step. Star is born. Watched it once, can't watch it again. Cry too much. What? There you go, I said it. What? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> is that when he was singing that song with Lady Gaga? <laughs> great, great song. I see. Song. I like that song as well, mm. but I, I, if I'm in the car and I've got it going, and someone pulls up beside me, I have to turn it down. I get embarrassed. <laughs> well, I'm crying during it, so <laughs> I, can't, I can't listen to it in public. All right, there's another thing I want to find out tonight. What's made you cry? <laughs> You're the Brad- outside of funerals. <laughs> yep. Mm. Rightio. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Who's your man crush? Who's your woman crush? So who's your crush of the same sex? That's what we're asking tonight. Mine's Bradley Cooper. I wouldn't go the next Some step. Some may say Desi Hasler. We're getting a lot of listeners texting in about the Desi decision already. We'll get yeah. to those. Mm. Um, and what's made you cry outside of a funeral? We've just got to state that. The FIFA chief of women's football, Sarai Barriman. Is joining us uh, Very to... impressive young lady, this lady. She is. Mm. Uh, former Samoan international yep. soccer player. She basically uh, heads up the Women's World Cup. Yeah. And I reckon, no doubt, she played a very big part in uh, Australia and New Zealand getting the Women's World Cup, which is less than 12 months away. Can you believe that? Remember mm. that announcement that they had in, in 2020 where they all had their face masks on and they, they were social distancing? And as soon as Australia and New Zealand were announced, they just all got up and hugged and kissed each other. <laughs> It was great. And she was amongst it. She was, she was in the middle of it. We'll have a chat to her as well, see how the preparations are going for the FIFA Women's uh, World Cup. 0457 736 736. Yeah, text coming through. Read Des Hasler. Yeah, there is. Um, Tim from Parks, great part of the, the country, Parks. Hey, lads, my thoughts on Desi is why, why, why? It doesn't make sense. And it may not make sense Tim, at the moment, but from a an organisational and a a business decision, I can see why they've made it. Which, again, I'll get into a little bit later. Yeah, we will. Um, it's I can't believe we're doing this, but today, of course, is this. 
Precis. It's fun fact Thursday. Fun fact Thursday. It's fun fact Thursday. How much fun can you have on a Thursday? So much fun on a Thursday. Fun fact Thursday. It's so bad. Can you, this I, is the brainchild of Gary Belcher. Who, I asked you not to play that. And I don't care. I'm, I'm the boss of the show. I'll do whatever I You're like. You're up. You're not. I am. Listen, I, this was something you guys came up with when I was no, no, in no, 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 no. Badge came up with it. And like, and so what we do is we get your fun facts for a thir- Thursday. Can't even say Thursday. No. You've got to say Thursday. Mm. So uh, if you want to shoot them through, 0457 736 736. Is our text number, and we do this uh, in between. It's fun fact Thursday. That's badge. This is Jack. Fun fact Thursday. <laughs> Jack sounds like he should be on this show. It's Kyle and Jackie O. <laughs> and this is Sats. Fun fact Thursday. No, that was it Maddie. Is. That was Maddie. Anyway, a fun fact Thursday. I'm going to give you an example, listeners. It can be about anything. It doesn't have to be sport. Phil Mickelson, second highest earning athlete in the US. So for most of his career, he's still playing, of course, but he earns about $4 million on the course in prize money. Who's this? Phil Mickelson. Is he still playing? But he gets an additional $57 million in endorsements each year. Wow. Yeah. For for not even playing? Mm. That's an incredible amount of money. Right. Keep your fun facts coming through. 0457 736 736. NRL update, Sats. And we will talk to Matt Ballon soon. Are you not going to do your songs? Uh, we'll do them in a sec. So I think okay. this is more important. Uh, yep. for expert, we've got to go to a break shortly. Uh, just working out the show on the run here. Mm. Please don't question okay. the executive producer okay. of the show. Keep going. Uh, for expert car service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Desi. Sacked by Manly today. Still had a year left on his contract. Why? Why are they doing it right now? Uh, I, I think, well, step one, the club was trying to gain access to the rugby league department and there has been reports that the Des, and we'll talk to Matty Ballon about this, and Matty Ballon will probably agree that Des likes to manage everything in the football department, rugby league department, but you've got to have open communication with the rest of the departments. And, so I think the, the first step was that the club was trying to gain access to the rugby league department, have those open line of communications and not be shut out. And they're willing to let that go for for the time being, to be honest. But then when Des fronted the public surrounding the, the Pride jersey fiasco and, and spoke on behalf of the club, some of the comments that were made about the club and how him not knowing, they were not taken lightly by the board. So that's when they decided they need to get control back and sort of start implementing some structure around the rugby league department as well. Now, um, Des was not willing to accept changes leading into the 2023 year. Now, he doesn't have to accept the changes because he's got a contract. It's just business as usual for him, November 1. But they wanted to try and start implementing some changes around what's the succession plan going to look like. At first, he was quite apprehensive for more reports and then he agreed... You know, although I was hesitant at first, I'm willing to bend and allow some changes. But I think by that stage, uh, the horse had already bolted. Yep. I think the, some of the relationships have, have got to the stage where they're fractured, where they can't be probably recovered. So um, too much damage has been created. And this is where the board and, and Tony Mestroff and co have had to make a really, really tough decision. Also, Chase and listeners, there's also reports he had a clause in his contract. If they made the top six, he gets an extension for 2024. Yeah, right. So fast forward, and if Manly do look like they're going to make the top six, they'd have to honour that clause. 
and maybe Manly aren't in a position to to agree to that extension. So what we need to do is we need to cut it off at the legs now in case that happens in 2023. So whether you agree with it or not, it's a business decision about moving on. And we spoke about it during the week. You know, Manly either want to stay in the past and it's been successful for them um, in years gone by or they want to try and make some changes and, and have this advanced outlook on the way the club is seen from the outside looking in, the, the professional rugby league world. And if that's the way they want to go, they're not going to rely on the past. It's Dez can't be the only one that is shown the door. There's got to be other people within that football department if if the, the rest of the club and Scott Penn, the board, and Tony Mestroff don't agree with the way the rugby league department is being run and how it's alienated itself from the rest of the the rugby league club, if if that's the case, and yeah. Des can't be the only one that's that's got to go. There's got to be others in that football department, and doesn't matter what their history is with the club. So no more jobs for friends and families. And yeah, all that. Yeah, no, if that's the, cool. if that's the line in the sand they need to make, yep. Des can't be the only one that's held responsible. So um, that's just my opinion. That's not from any information that that I've that I've gathered over the last twenty four hours or the last twelve hours. It's just an outsider looking in. So does this mean does this mean that um, the record on the field is playing second fiddle to uh, a different culture at the club? Des well, brings success. Well, he does, but I suppose the argument is, and again, I don't I don't know whether I agree with this or not. That twenty twenty two was was a write off, and but that wasn't not classes. We know where it went pear shaped. You did go pear-shaped at the Pride jersey. Which Des had nothing to do, had no knowledge. Okay, but like I said, what set the club off for more reports is him going public, making comments that that didn't align with, with the club's thoughts. What so, does that mean? So making comments were more or less going rogue and, and I didn't know anything about it. So more or less you're throwing people under the bus. Well, he didn't, according to reports, and he stood there and was the face of the club he and there was. was no one else. He was. They didn't have a CEO at the time. So he stood there and copped it from everywhere, mm. from every, and apologised. Again. Oh, well, what's wrong with that? N- there's nothing wrong with that from a, you know, if you're a man and you're standing up and, and, and talking and speaking about your beliefs and what's right and wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying from, a, from an organisation point of view, you can't isolate people. Oh. And now, I agree with the Desi. Desi had to come out and someone had to stand up there and make a statement. It was embarrassing. But it it's obviously hasn't been handled and received well from those on the board. Like I'm saying, whether it's right or wrong, it's, it's in were the we're, eyes of the beholder and the beholders were the, were the powers that be at Manly. They where, feel as where, though they were humiliated. Where was the board at that time? Yeah, exactly. He's been hiding in the bushes. <laughs> but seriously, where was Scott Penn when all that went down? Yeah, it's a good point. It was only Desi who came out and faced everything. Mm. And that means nothing. Very quickly, before we go to a break, because Maddie Ballin's standing by, uh, Michael Sharmas from Channel 9 has revealed that Tom Travojevic is meeting with his team about his future. This is late-breaking news to Savo. There's a lot of talk at the moment about unrest at the Manly Seagulls in regards to the players and the club. And I can tell you, Tom Travojevic will tomorrow meet with his management company about his future. Now, Jake Travojevic's brother... He's in the UK with the Australian team, but Tom, he will meet with his manager, with his management company in Sydney. He'll Zoom to his manager, Paul Sutton, in Queensland about his future and what that holds. Now, Danny Wilder reported yesterday that the uh, management company released a statement and spoke about the unsatisfaction and 
the, the unrest within the Trebojevic camp in regards to their, fu their future at the Manly Seagulls. So tomorrow is a big day for the club. Surely the board would have spoken to their star players, including DCE, DCE, who's over in the UK, before making such a big decision? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Sometimes clubs won't give players the the option to control the narrative of the club. So not, I, I don't know what the communication lines are like between players and, and board and, and CEO Tony Mestroff at the club. So one question out of this is how will this affect the players who love Des? And that's a majority of that playing group. They really love being coached by Des. How will it affect them? It'll affect them initially. They'll be emotional. And Tommy Trebojevic will go with, with um, you know, gun in hand when he meets with the club. But he's under contract. And at the end of the day... It's too late. There's not much he can do about it. Yeah. You've just got to play footy. So what will happen is they'll be emotional first and foremost, but then players just move on because they've got to play. And it's their it's their pride. It's their reputation that's in on the line. We'll talk to Matty Bell and come to some of your texts. The text machine's blowing up. Uh, let's just make it lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, the song to finish the show with tonight. Stop. What's that Why have you picked this, Sats? For what it's worth, it's called Buffalo Springfield. 1966, this was released. Yeah, good. Why do, why do you want to play? Because it's pertinent to today's life. It's pertinent. Yeah, to things that are going on around the world now right, that could okay. be played today. Uh, Jack wants this. Jack, the, why Jack? Mo Salah from Liverpool. Scored the quickest. Oh, the Egyptian. Egyptian player. striker from yeah. Liverpool. Scored the quickest hat trick in Champions League history. Lady Rider. I'm dedicating this to the late, great Angela Lansbury. She's a lady writer. Why is she a writer? Well, in the, her character in the show, Murder, She Wrote, was a, okay, gotcha. was a writer. Yeah. Oh, come on. It's loose. Give me a... I'm just trying... I feel bad for being the reason she died. I thought it was lady writer, as in riding a horse. <laughs> Honestly. Until I just learned that then. This is sports day. Thanks Fun fact Ken. Thursday. Oh. Fun <laughs> fact Thursday. This is sports day. For Kia, back in a minute with Matty Ballin. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Fourth tackle gone now for Manly. Bellin, he'll go himself and get it over the line. Oh, what a legend. I won money that day. Did you? First try scorer. Matty Ballin. Yep. What, well, a... what an intro. <laughs> you wouldn't be the only one, Sats. I think, I think a few people I know got on me as well. I think <laughs> I was paying about 30 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> you were. Did you, of course, Sats would have bought you a beer, uh, wouldn't have he, you know, as a thank you. But mm, no, no. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he has a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Matty Ballin joining us on Sports Day, of course, uh, two-time premiership winner with the Sea Eagles, coached by Desi Hasler, who doesn't have a job uh, this afternoon and tonight. Maddie, what was your first uh, reaction? Oh, I wasn't that surprised, just just hearing all the, the stuff that's been going on in the background down at Manly. I was pretty disappointed. Like I, I'm really close with Des. I like him as a coach and a fella. Um, I think he's done a great job with that club. Obviously, won the two premierships, and I think he's been involved in four grand finals there and, and played as as a player. So. Um, he does a great job with that club. It's a tough job to coach at and be involved with, um, but just disappointed for him, I guess, and I'm hoping he's all right. 
Maddie, did you believe the decision about him is not a, really about his coaching style and his and his coaching history and his ability, but more about the board and management getting a, a lot more control back over the entire club? Yeah, I think so. Everyone pretty much knows that Des likes to run things, you know, his own way. And and and, and I guess the history of the club, you know, you, you've got the, you know, Ken Arverson, Bob Fulton, Des Hasler style of coaching. Like that's pretty much how I think all those all those coaches coach the the club. And um, yeah, I think that's what Des wanted. Um, obviously, the the club wants something a little bit different. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the way Desi coaches, and you know it's worked. It's been successful in the past, and he's you know had a lot of success this year. It was a tough year for the club. Um, I don't know whether that can be just put down to his coaching. It's probably a combination of everything. But um, but yeah, Desi certainly likes to have most of the control of the club. Why is it Manly? And I've said this over the last couple of nights, Maddie, that for some reason Manly, when past players coach Manly, like Bozo, Fulton, and Jeff Tuvey and Des Hasler, they get some form of success, but it never works any other club. Why does it work at Manly? Yeah, I don't know, Sats, to be honest with you. I really don't know. I think it's it's a, it's a Manly thing. You know, obviously, um, you know, like you just said, the great names of players that have coached there and played there then become great coaches. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's an intrinsic thing that's in those players and coaches that they just understand the the environment at Manly and they understand the landscape and they know how to deal with it. Matty, would have the board or Scott Penn or whoever made the, the decision today, would have they consulted the players and, and and in particular, do you reckon they would have pulled aside the Travojevic brothers and had a chat to them before making a decision? Well, I'm not sure. I, I really don't know. I think um, I was down there a little while ago and had a chat to Jakey and he wasn't sure what was happening. Um, so... Knowing a lot of the players and the officials down there, Matty, could you sense that something was on the horizon over the last few months and it only sort of come to the head post-season? Could you sense something was, was starting to emerge? Not really, Sad. Look, I stay in touch with all those sides of the club because I'm I'm good mates with them. You know, some some of their coaching staff like Stephen Hales and Chad Randall, um, the Travojevich brothers, Cherry Evans. You know, those guys are all good mates that I'll have for a lifetime. So I talk to them just about general things and and also about footy. Um, But obviously, they weren't going very well this year. And there was a lot of speculation in the media, just let alone that, that, you know, the job's under pressure. Um, I thought in that situation was very tough. Coaching them early at the best of times, and then they had all the different drama off field, and you know, the, the, the players um, uh, weren't getting probably the results, and the, the coaching staff were under pressure from that too. So, I mean, all the indication is that he was under pressure, but um, but I, I sort of hadn't heard anything internally. How do you think the fans on the peninsula will react? Oh, I think I think they'll be you know upset for Des. Look, they obviously like him. They obviously think he's a great coach, and he's, like I said, he's taken the two premierships, so they'll be upset, um, and, and they'll probably be wanting to know who's going to step in and, and fill that, that job. And like I said before, it's hard to, for anyone outside of Manly to come in, but you know, I'm sure they'll do their do their due diligence and find a good head coach to come in to, to control that club. But and then the fans will get on board. Like they, they they appreciate the work that all players and coaches do at that club. So whoever they get to come in, I'm sure the fans will be loyal and behind and support and, and give their best support at, at home games at, you know, Brookdale or Four Points Over, what it's called now. 
Yeah, I know the players will be disappointed, but they'll they'll move on like like players do. But um, do you think there'd be some clubs that are sitting back, that were sitting back, seeing how this all plays out, Maddie? Because there's not many double premiership winning coaches that become available on the market. Yeah, well, it's it's really late in the year, so it's for coach to be to be appointed to another club. You know, the Tigers have obviously got their their coaching staff sorted, and Deshaun's and Benji. Um, you know, Serraldo's gone to the Bulldogs. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other clubs who haven't got a, a, a head coach to manage for next year, but you know, I don't know. I, I guess Des is, a, like you said, a, a well-renowned coach. He's very good at what he does. Um, he's very, he's probably in a niche for for um, coaching styles like we talked about before. He likes full control and he likes to do it his way. So there's probably not too many clubs at this stage in the year that would would um, would take someone on like that, but. Geez, I reckon he'd be a fantastic head coach for a club to pick up or a general manager of football. It just depends what Des wants to do himself. Mm. All right, mate. We appreciate your, your thoughts around Desi and, and his sacking at the Sea Eagles today. Let's talk about you for a sec. First of all, can you go and upgrade that iPhone 4 uh, that you're using at the moment? It is. It, it's dodgy. You've got a new job now, Matty. You can afford it. You, you've, you, you're part of the main coaching group now at the Broncos. That's, that's a great gig, mate. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm. I'm really honoured to be involved, and, and really grateful to Kevy and and you know, Cardi, the other head coach there, and Benny Iken and, and Dave Donaghy um, have been really supportive of me as a young coach coming to the club. So I've learned a lot, and and you know brought a lot hopefully from from what I've learned before under Des and coaches like that. Um, and I'm just just enjoying the challenge of working hard at the club and trying to improve the place. There's a lot of these perceptions around Kevy and and his coaching ability and. Yeah, you you know, Kevin, you've worked alongside him now and, and now you're going to be one of his assistant coaches officially. Tell yeah, us, yeah. is there something about Kevin we don't know in his coaching that we don't see from the outside that, that you see on a daily basis? Well, I, I just see a bloke who genuinely cares about the club and, and is very passionate about the club. You know, I, I've really loved working with him and got a lot of inspiration, I guess, for my own coaching and, and for my own love of the game. And, and I was a... I played at the Broncos a long time ago in the junior grades, and and you know I'm just really well. Whenever I coach with Kevy, I get really uh, motivated and, and enthusiastic to do extremely well. Um, I'd say that's one of his biggest strengths. Is, you know, he, he empowers people and he gives them plenty of room to to show their own personality. Um, and and he's done that for me with my coaching this year. He's had a lot of faith in me and put a lot of trust in me to to come in and and help out with the attack this year and and do the bits and pieces with with players at the club that, that's shown a lot of faith for me and given me a lot of confidence. So for me, I think he empowers people around him and he gives them a lot of confidence in what they do. And, and, and that could be seen in that, that period of the year where we won seven in a row with our players. So, you know, that's probably the biggest thing for me that Kevin brings as a coach. Now, I've got no doubt, before we let you go, that you were the wrestling champion uh, at the Kingaroy Red Ants where you played <laughs> your junior rugby league at. But you're about to, you're about to be the assistant alongside... Johnny Hoss Cartwright, a rugby league legend who claims he's never, ever been beaten in a wrestle. Will you take up that challenge? <laughs> oh, geez, he's a lot bigger than me, Sats. He's a big man. He's a bit older now, so he might have lost a bit of strength. But geez, he, I saw him in the gym one day and he was benching, I think, 110, 120 kilos. And he could do that a couple of times. So he's got a bit of strength about him, the big fella. And, but um, I'm sure if he if he gets into me on the training field, I'll, I'll have a bit of a wrestle with him and try and take the prize off him. Yeah, nice. <laughs> You're faster than him, so yeah. speed's an asset you got, Matty. Use that. Hey, listen, thanks for your words. <laughs>
Right, right. Only just. Only, <laughs> only just. <laughs> Thanks for your, your words around, Desi, mate. And congrats again on the on the new role at the Broncos. Thanks for your time on Sports Day, Matty Ballon. Good on you, Jase. Thanks, Ad. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage. Cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Big one tonight, obviously, off the back of the sacking of Manly Eagles coach Des, Des Hasler uh, this morning. Mm. 0457 736 736. Uh, get your text through or you can call us 1300 01 1170. We're going to go through a stack of texts here. By the way, the best text we get tonight or call uh, will win themselves a double pass. The Golden Eagle Race Day at Rose Hill, Saturday the 29th of October, thanks to our great mates at Racing New South Wales. Right, the league. Thank you, PVL. Hey, I just before you read out some texts, we had a caller and she didn't want to go to where, but she wanted to express this view and she's disgusted as a Manly Sea Eagle supporter. I, I'm very upset, Manly fan who won't be renewing a membership. And there's going to be a lot with that attitude as well. And that, and they've got every right to as well. We've got some listeners also that have um, voiced their opinions as well, which we'll get to. All right, let's, let's do it. Um, let's do it now. Um, I talk, we talked about Des fronting the media after the, the whole thing with the, the pride Jersey. Yep. Uh, who was going to make comments if Des didn't? Like, who was going to front up? That's from Moose. Yeah. Oh, no, that was from 874. But Moose has said the same. The leaders of the club didn't front the media. Des did their dirty work. Um, but maybe from the club, they didn't want anyone to front the media yet. But I agree with you. I mean, someone had to stand up. Someone had to give an explanation. And and Des was willing to do that. Um, so, you know, for a while there, Des has been fighting all the elements. And most notably, Scott Penn. Sats uh, 611 says, BS Slats, you have no idea. Let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with the decision? No, I don't. It's a tough decision that the board and Tony Mestrov have had to make. Uh, Tony Mestrov, former Manly player, coming into the role, and it would have been a tough decision to to make to, to sack a, a legend of the club. And you've got to make those tough decisions if you think moving forward it's it's the it's the best decision. Have they got someone ready-made to go into that position that's going to bring the the overall success, not just 2022, but the overall success that Des has brought to the club? I don't think there is. So I don't think it was the right decision. I can un, I don't understand the reasons behind it. I can see the reasons behind it. I've got a thought about the reasons behind it. Do I think overall it's the right decision moving forward? Maybe not. Is it the right f- f- decision that they have a succession plan and maybe Des is not the right man after 23, 24? Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. What about, um, I forgot what I was going to say, oh, the new coach that comes in, what about the pressure that is going to be on them now? Well, if it's Anthony Seabold, and he's been there as an assistant coach, he had as much pressure as what any coach would have in the modern game when you coach the Brisbane Broncos. The amount of members they've got, the the fan base, uh, the scrutiny from the media. There's just one team in in Brisbane there, and you've got all the media at every training session, and always um, looking at ways that they can you know, get the the breaking story out of one club. So 
if Anthony Seabold is the man, um, he's putting his head straight back into the onto the chopping block at a club that is, you know, that is has got a very healthy fan base, a lot of supporters, but also is one of those clubs that comes with a lot of pressure because they're they're, they're a club that's steeped in a proud history. Getting a few texts about uh, from fans of the Sea Eagles and fans of Dares who are saying, "I'm not going back. I'm mm. not renewing my membership." I wonder if that'll change if they start winning under a under a new coach, but. You know, how do you feel, Manly supporters? How is the Peninsula handling this news story today? 0457 736 736. Rooster Man, I've never heard a group of fans across all teams that want the board to pen off 100% behind Des, the reason for the decision. How many CEOs has Manly had versus Roosters and the board? Yes, yeah, stability. WTF. It's, yeah. Rooster, Rooster Man. Man also says, Sats, you're way off the mark. Sorry, bud. Love your work. But, man, you're way, way off. And I may be. I may be way, way off. But there has been this this huge wedge between De- – remember, Scott Penn brought him back to Manly. So, and is it – we saw a text come through. I'm sure one of our listeners uh, will correct this if it's wrong. But um, there was – Correct me if I'm right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but is he the only coach in the history of the game to be sacked twice by the same club? I can't remember whether he got sacked and went to the Bulldogs or whether he just signed with the Bulldogs. Our listeners will let us know. 0457 736 736. The Einstein who orca- orchestrated the Pride jerseys needs to be punted. That's Mal from Hinton. This, I reckon this is where it all, it's all started. They lost eight, what, eight straights after that? They didn't win another game all year. They had a real chance of making the finals. And then all of this stuff went on. Again, we wouldn't be talking about it. I don't think we'd be talking about it if if Trebojevic isn't injured and they make the finals. But they didn't. And hence why a board and CEO and co, they look for... They look for the reasons why. Mick from Madawi it was who uh, posed that question about or made the statement now, that around, the first person. Around the Pride jersey saga, remember Scott Penn claimed that Hasler, um, has a, as the club's long-term coach, he's got a contract for as long as he wants. So mm. you know, whether that was actually the case, whether he actually believed that, I'm not quite sure. Well, you know, but, as soon as a board says that, the coach is gone. Mm. You know that. Um Moose is texted through on 0457 736 736. Membership handed back. There's going to be a lot of people, a lot of people that think the same. You know, it, it is a, it's a gutsy, ballsy move to, to sack a legend. Roy Simmons, when he was, he parted ways with Panthers at the end of 2001. And, you know, a club legend who came back from the UK and took over Panthers as a coach when they were really searching for someone. They just said, listen, can you come in and take over and just be a caretaker for a while? And he was yep. a very good coach. I was fortunate enough to have him as a coach. But when when he was shown the door in 2001, you know, there were a lot of Penrith fans that when John Lang was brought on that said, why? You know, John Lang's never won a comp before. And there was a lot of people, a lot of Penrith fans that thought getting River Legend, you, you can't move on from there. Mm. Um, I'm not saying it's the right thing, but yeah, the clubs and boards make some mysterious decisions. Text from Richard from Alstonville regarding Desi. Uh, the issues I have whether sacking, are they just trying to blame it on Des, or is the ownership too powerful? 
I think they deserves respect. He's a coach. It's got them to, to many final series, many grand finals, has won two premierships with the club, and he was also great at the club in, in saying that. Do you think Josh Hannay or Anthony Seabold will be able to contribute? Josh Hannay is a, he's a head coach in waiting. Uh, I'm led to believe he was his name was raised, but he's happy at Cronulla. Why wouldn't you be? Coaching under Craig Fitzgibbon yep. and doing a little bit what Cameron Seraldo has got the ability to do, just sit back and wait for what may be the right position. Uh, Anthony Seabold is a very good coach. Now, I'm going to be a little bit – I'll probably come from a little bit of a bias situation here because we call games with him on SCN um, each weekend and he's a tremendous guy. I really like listening to his intellect around the game. What I would say to Anthony Seabold, and I'm sure that people close to him have told him this also, he's got to dull it down. He's got to dull his coaching down in the way that he communicates with the players. What, what, was the part of the problem at the Broncos with Seabold was, I mean, he's a premiership winning coach. Seabold's not, no. Oh, no, he's not. No, no, no he not, took sorry. Over, he, he took, took over, over from Madge. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. But just, he, yeah, the, the, some of the things you heard out of the Broncos back then was that it was, it was too complicated. It wasn't simple. And you hear the greats like Wayne Bennett, just keep it simple. Mm. You know. And Rugby league players collectively aren't a smart bunch of, bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> there are some. But the thing, is, the thing is with that, like, yeah, do you think he hasn't coached really since? He's the assistant coach to Eddie Jones. But, but he hasn't been in charge, right? No, he hasn't. And, and Do you think he would have had time to learn from that? And actually, I'd be, I'd be interesting to hear from Broncos supporters tonight on your thoughts around if Seabold – is considered for that job at Manly. Is he the right coach? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Well, Toronto Rod has texted and said Seabold seems to have a track record of being a great assistant coach. He is a very good assistant coach. Then, as a coach, gets axed. A coach gets axed, and then he gets the job. Um, I'd like to think that Anthony Seabold has learnt a lot from his time at the Brisbane Broncos. Doesn't matter what club you coach at. Some probably a little bit more so than others. There is so much pressure on you from the expectations from fans, you know, sponsors, the media. Uh, there are some parts of the media that got an agenda towards certain coaches and wanting them to get jobs at certain clubs. It's a, it's a tough job. Mm. I'd like to think that Anthony Seabold has learnt. A couple of more texts before we go to the break, Reed Desi. We've got other stuff. We've got bigger news stories coming through at the moment about man crushes and all that sort of stuff. But here's a couple of Desi texts for you. Hey, Sats, do you think Turbo is the right person to kick up a stink? He's probably the highest paid and played least amount of games for the club. But wonder what other players uh, who are earning less, what they're thinking. That's from Lyle. Yeah, Lyle uh, from Lower. You are right. He hasn't played a lot of games. I think it's 30-something games in three seasons uh, since re-signing. Um but he's the highest played, which which brings the most amount of power from a player. And outside of that, he's highly respected by the playing group and he's highly respected by the community. He's a tremendous young man, both he, Jake, Ben, and the entire family are wonderful people. So, yes, he does have the balance of power when it comes to the playing group because he's so highly respected. And on top of that, he's the highest paid as well. 874 says, imagine Turbo, World Cup 7s. Interesting. He's he's He's... Arranged a meeting tomorrow with his his management and the Seagulls and the Seagulls. Paul see- Sutton, his manager, a tremendous guy. Lives, yep. uh, I think he lives on the Gold Coast, Sutto. And um, what I've got to say is that he's not going anywhere from Manly because he's locked in, and they'd never release him. And I don't think he'd ask for a release. He loves the region too much. But I guarantee the rugby union has sat back in the last <laughs> three or four hours and are licking their lips and thinking, how can we 
take one of their biggest stars. Keep your texts coming through 0457 736 736 or call us 1300 01 1170. You can score that double pass to the Golden Eagle Race Day at Rose Hill on Saturday, 29th of October. Thanks to Racing Queensland. Brian from Whiteside. I think he's got one of the best texts, Sam, so far, Jace. Desi's song when at the meeting playing in the background is stuck in the middle with you. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. But here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, nice call, Brian. This <laughs> is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to the show. 0457 736 736. Keep your texts coming through. Gee, some good questions being thrown at you tonight, Sats. This is Michelle Dubbo. Guys, well, it's a question and a statement. Guys, I reckon Madge to coach Manly, he'll be the one. My question to you is, yeah, Madge. What about Madge? If he has a successful World Cup, does that give him a chance? Might be too late. Yeah, the players come back in early November, don't they? If you didn't play finals, you're usually back sort of first, second week of November, which Manly will be. So um, I'd expect that they've made a decision like this. Right. They know who the coach is going to be. They're just going to let the dust settle a little bit, and then they'll they'll announce the coach in the next three or four days. Rightio. Mm. Uh, we, the, 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 there was a point made earlier that Desi's the first coach to be sacked twice. Yeah, there is a really good text here from Gary in Newcastle. Thanks, Gary. Uh, a week after leading Manly to the 2011 Premiership, Hasler signed to coach Kennery Bankstown Bulldogs in 2013 season. He initially agreed to continue to coach Manly for the 2012 season, but on 11th of November 2011, Manly's board of directors sacked him, alleging serious breaches of his contract with rumours rife of the breaches, including enticing staff and players to join him at the Bulldogs. Yeah, so I remember that now, Gary. I couldn't remember the dates or uh, what the details were around it. But, yeah, it's um, so it's twice that he's, he's exited the club. I reckon Tim from Parks is right. Hey, lads, Desi will just jump back on the NRL coaching merry-go-round and will pop up somewhere else. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because it's a really good text here, um, from Daniel, he's always very great, good with his texts. Uh, Des Hazel, like Wayne ben- Bellamy, Stuart, career coaches. His sacking has nothing to do with his aptitude and ability as a coach. Um, but he says, oh, I'm sure Hazel isn't ready to stop coaching. If I was a power broker at the Dragons, Knights and Titans, I'd be seriously looking at Hazel as a viable option there you go. in their respective seasons. Righty up. Keep your texts uh, coming through 0457 736 736. We'll get to them after the break. Plus, some special guests coming our way in our second hour. I can't believe the first hour is already over. This is Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Australia's Most Wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, Australia's Most Wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. 
This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. So good to have you on board on a Thursday night, which is a Friday in Sports Day world, isn't it, Sats? It is. Are you it enjoying is. your weekends off now? Footy's finished? No, actually. No, I'm not enjoying no. it because I, I, I'm one of the very few that I think we might have some listeners who will agree. I want rugby league to go 52 weeks of the year. What? Mm-hmm. Hello? <laughs> Wayne wouldn't. How's Wayne going to go? He's two years off. I know. He's going to struggle to get out of Dolphins bed. Dolphins are training in two weeks or this three is, weeks. Uh, isn't it incredible. Welcome to the second big hour of the show. Is the text machine's going off uh, tonight. A lot of passionate Manly supporters texting through on 0457 736 736. Uh, thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Their birthday sale is on now. Coming up this hour, uh, we're going to talk cricket. I haven't even talked cricket. The Aussies went down last night. We left here. They were f- the Poms were four for 54. Australia were knocking them over. Easily. Yeah. Then I went home, forgot to watch it because I, I had dinner. Because oh, you're, I mean, you are the self-confessed fourth greatest journalist of cricket. And you hey, go Justin, home. Yeah, thanks for having me. Do you, think, do you think Crash Craddock doesn't have a night off every now and then? No, no. He'll have a night off, but still realise the game's on. You completely forgot. I got sidetracked by food. You're a walking contradiction. No, I'm not. You are? No, I'm not. I, I That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I just got sidetracked by food. My wife goes, here's that dinner. That makes sense. Oh, mate, tonight. Because mm. oh, you had a lamb rack, uh, which is very stereotypical last night because your in-laws are over from New Zealand. They yep. cook lamb. Come on, come up with something different. Mm, she's a great cook, my mother Is she? Oh, Outstanding. Hope you got a vegetarian sausage tonight. Suck eggs. You know what I've got? Doorstopper thick toast, mm-hmm. inside minute steak. Yep. And then we've got beetroot, mm. egg, bacon. Got to have beetroot. Cheese. Have to have an egg. Cob. But not. What's that? What's that lettuce called? The cos. Cos lettuce mm. in there as well. You got to have egg and beetroot on a on a steak sandwich. That's mm-hmm. and and thick chips. Enjoy your vegetarian sausage. Uh, anyway, uh, that's what's for dinner tonight. Uh, coming up, Ali Day, your man crush. Yep. He'll be joining us. He's preparing for the – well, actually, the preparations are done, right? Cool and get a gold this weekend on the Gold Coast this Sunday. I'll go as far to say – He's won it six times. It is one of the toughest events in Australia. I wouldn't want to do it. I mean, I'm not even fit enough to watch the movie. Mm. I'd get chafe watching the 1984 movie Cool and Get a Gold, which I've decided I'm not going to watch. You've got to watch it. I reckon it's rubbish. Outstanding. No, it looks rubbish. Mm, Can anyone confirm too, by the way, whether Nicole Kidman uh, is in that movie? And so we thought tonight, we want you not only stories about Desi and your thoughts on Desi, but your man crushes. And what's made you cry? Where do we get onto what makes you cry? I don't know. What happened? I don't no, know. No, no. Bradley Cooper's your man crush. Yes. Star is born. Can't watch it. Makes me cry. Lady Gaga. So when you yeah. hear that song, you cry. Yep. What's that song called again? Shallow. Oh, yeah. In the shallow, the shallow. Now, man crushes. Get a sats and wugs. I had a man crush on the batting stance of former Aussie cricketer John Dyson. Johnny Dyson. What? Took a great catch. Remember that? Bruce Yardley was Hang the... On. Was the no, not on bowler. the not on the bloke, but his batting stance. Mm. Remember the weird batting stance of Kepler vessels. Yeah, uh, I used to imitate his batting style in the lounge room and bedroom. I used to wear my green and gold scouts cap, pretending I was batting for Australia like Johnny Dyson. Is that just that's not? Is that a man crush? Yeah, I, I mean you'd hug Ali Day, wouldn't you? Wouldn't let go. <laughs> uh, Elias from KL. I'm saying I'm saying it's Kuala Lumpur, and. 
welcome Elias listening. Where is it? Where is it? up in Kuala Lumpur. Lumpur? Kuala Lumpur. It's Kuala Lumpur. Alex Twal, the goat. That's who he's got his man crush on. Uh, Paige Spiranak. Check this. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't say that. No, mate, she is. Um, she's yeah, but it's a, man crushes. Yeah, but this could be a lady texting this. Remember, you said ladies. Yeah, can... eight seven four. Yeah, that's definitely a female phone number. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Woogie, I'm with you. I haven't seen Cool and Gatta Gold, and won't be changing that. So that's a question for you. Would you rather have a poster of Bradley Clyde or Ali Day, Ali Day, in your man cave, both clad in budgie smugglers? Ali Day. Bradley Clyde knocked me what? out in 1998 once. Um, so I'm saying Ali Day. Uh, evening, lads. Not a man crush, but a bloke I'd love to have a beer with is Joe Ingalls. Yeah. Seems like a top Aussie bloke. That's from Jace. No, it's got to be a crush. Got to be a crush. Anyway, keep those What texts. about Adrian? What? Surprise, surprise. His man crush is Ray Price. What? <laughs> I thought it was going to be um, old mate from the Titans. Dave Feeder, No. Jeez, he no. played well the other day, David Fee. That would have three tries. That would have upset Adrian. No <laughs> end. I thought of it. I don't know why I'm thinking of Adrian on the weekend, but when I heard that, I've gone suckheads, Adrian. Uh, by the way, also on the show tonight, FIFA Chief of Women's Football, uh, Sarai Barriman will be joining us as well. Less than 12 months to the FIFA Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. How good is it that we're going to get to see Sam Kerr? Yes. Over a month's period, playing in our in our own backyard. How good is that? Great. Outstanding. She's one of those players that if you don't follow the sport religiously, she makes you watch. Yes. Daniel from Prairiewood, SEN app, Sats and Woogie. My man crushes Cam Murray. He's, this is right up your alley. Not not <laughs> officially. It's not officially what? <laughs> up your alley. But uh, my man crushes Cam Murray. He's too pretty to be a bloke. Good hair, not a scar on his face, and a great rig, and a nice bloke to boot. He's the TTP, the total package. <laughs> Whoa. Can we? Murray well, has unsurped Cooper Cronk, my initial man crush, who broke my heart when he left the storm for the Roosters. You've really felt the pain, <laughs> hasn't he? But he's right. Cam Murray is the total package. But he's no Bradley Cooper. I'm going to say that. You did. Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> did I think it or say it? 0457 736 736. Keep your man or women's crushes coming through. Ladies, we'd love to hear from you tonight. Songs to finish the show with tonight. Uh, Satch, you've got Buffalo Springfield. Jack has got the Bengals. Um, uh, Steve from Dubbo says, Evening, fellas. That's I steer clear from the song segment. It's a bit of a floggy segment, <laughs> but that is an outstanding song. Thank you, Steve. My song, as we mourn the death of Angela Lansbury, is for her character Jessica. I think it is. Rooster Muzz from, from Murder She Wrote. Your song gets my vote tonight. And as for your song, Jack, no suit for you. Band. <laughs> yeah. It was better than late. Come back one year. <laughs> Sorry, I hit the wrong button there. Uh, let us know what song you want us to finish the show with tonight. 0457 736 736. Best, uh, best tech tonight. I should text, I should say, tonight. It's a double pass. The Golden Eagle Race Day at Race Hill. Saturday, 29th of October, two weeks away, thanks to Racing New South Wales. Julie, we love hearing from the, uh, the females that listen to the show as well, the sports fans. Julie from Hawks Nest. I'm a foundation member of the Manly Club. Seriously, someone needs to buy that club off Scott Penn. He's buggered this club up. Powerful. Yeah, wow. Very powerful. Um, we talked about what made you cry. Can I just throw one in from uh, Newcastle Seagull, a.k.a. The Reality King. G'day, Justin, Sats and Jack. Movies that made me cry. Well, that wasn't the topic. 
But mm. we'll go with that anyway. And this is a scary thought. Remember when Lassie came running over the hill at the end of Lassie Come Home? <laughs> and don't get me started on Waterloo Bridge. She is Glenn. Remember Watership Down? About the rabbits? No. Bright eyes. No. What was that other movie that Michael Jackson sang the song to? Is it Ben? Yeah. Ben it was his rat. His was pet that, rat. Is that what it was? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, it's about his pet rat. You're saying about a rat? Yeah. I mean, I love my cat, Covey, but I wouldn't write a song. I wouldn't pen a tune <laughs> and make a squillion dollars out of it. Uh, Righty at Tears, what made me cry was when I was young, no Reg Grundy's on, and zipped the jeans up like <laughs> something about Mary. It's real, it hurts. Wow. Thanks, 874. One of the great texts. What made me cry? The last four seasons. <laughs> Dazza the Dragon. Oh, you poor bugger. Yeah, it has been. How do you think I feel? Out of the last in the last four seasons, South have been in the in the prelim final what four times, mm-hmm. and we've made one grand final, and we lost that. You know, at least you get September off. Yeah, I'm emotional through the whole month. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Uh, sports update: Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. AFL trade period is over. Yes. I reckon the big winners out of this were Brisbane. Absolutely, Jack Gunston. Yep. Uh, who else they get? Josh Dunkley as well from the Western Bulldogs. Last minute last night, they got him. It always happens last minute. And the rumour going around too at the moment is that uh, Chris Fagan is actually in the offices at the Brisbane Lions yesterday. So he's meant to be taking a leave of absence while this invest, but he was there. That's good to see. Mm. Good to see him there. So whilst the investigation's going on, he's I guess you're innocent until proven guilty, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I reckon I reckon the Lions were probably the biggest winner uh, out of the whole trade period. Now the draft I think is November one around that. But that's Melbourne Cup Day. They wouldn't have a draft on Melbourne Cup Day, would they? Um, don't know. Yeah, interesting. Australia lost their Constellation Cup opener fifty six forty eight to the Silver Ferns in Auckland yesterday. I love that rivalry in Nepal. Australia versus the, the Silver Ferns. That has been an amazing rivalry for so many years. Yeah. Mm. We were just – we let them get 11 goals straight in the first quarter, and that's where the game was just blown apart. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. Cricket update. Watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports. Starts Sunday. You know that? Does it really? Sunday? Starts Sunday. Aussies in action, I think, next Saturday. Next okay. Saturday night. So, but – well, so they go a whole week until their first round. Yeah. You know they're playing a, a practice match on Monday at the Gabba against India. Really? I don't think it's being televised. I'll have to check my KO guide. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's on. It starts Sunday. All the action live on SEN through the app. A lot of the friendlies have been quite entertaining, actually, all played in Australia. It's been great. But you don't like – you didn't like no, – and New Zealand. You didn't like um, – you don't like watching cricket right now, though. No, I'll watch it, but I won't talk extensively about it because there's far no. more interesting things going on at the moment. Mate, you're just Hence lucky. today. Yeah, well, that's just that's, – well, if you find that interesting, I feel sad for Des. But well, you, so do I. I feel he was very unlucky. But the thing is, Australia fine-tuning, mate. This is the World Cup. We're defending the World Cup. We've got to get right behind it, catch all the action on KO, as I say. I can't believe we lost last night. We had him four for 54. Mm. We fell eight runs short again. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, Heels this morning on his radio show in Brisbane on SCNQ with Pat Welsh uh, has big concerns over Finch and also Maxwell 
ahead of the World Cup. This is what Heels uh, had to say. So I've got a real concern that we've got too many weapons out of form and we might need to put in some uh, more secure secure batting types. And everyone's saying, well, that's Steve Smith, right? Yep. Uh, he was 12th man last night. I was just – I, I've, I think Finch's form is way off and most people would, but – I. Um, Jack pulled up some stats for this year. Yeah. For T20, he's played 16 matches, 16 innings, one not out. He scored 405 runs, high score 61 at an average of 27. Now, it's on the lower side, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. No. And he scored 58 a couple of, what, last week against the Windies. He knows what's around the corner. You reckon that's what it is? Yeah, and, and it's, it's not right because he's he's a skipper and he should have – the, the present matters at hand and getting his own form. But there's also – there's some players – I'll use Dane Gagai as an example in origin. Three or four weeks leading into origin, you know, many are saying he shouldn't be picked. His form isn't great in week-to-week regular season. But he knows down the track that he's about to play something big and he's going to play an integral part in, in that. And, um, and he does. So I'm saying Aaron Finch and Glenn Maxwell – much of the same milk. They know something big is down the track and they'll turn okay. up when they're needed to. Right, yeah. Uh, don't risk missing all your team's matches. The T20 World Cup on KO Sports. You right over there, mate? Yeah, sorry. I've got a text uh, here from Adrian Vows, former Origin player, of course. Uh, my Vows man it. crush, apart from you, Sats, when you used to do your hair for TV games, is Victor Radley. What? Adrian Vows loves Victor Radley. Line up for the Poms in the World Cup. He is too. Oh, probably because he played a lot of his career over there and he's got this attachment to the Poms. Vows. I can see where it's coming from now. You reckon that's what it is? Yeah, it's what it is. Mm. We, so, should, we should get him in one night. Yeah, we, we've had Vows here part of, as part of our Q Cup call team yep. this week. He, t- he coaches the, the women's Brisbane Tigers team, doesn't yes. he? Yes. Good man, Vowsy. Tough man he was. Was he? Yeah. He yeah. still would be tough. Well, he's not gone. He's still with <laughs> us. I'm just, I'm just thinking about his man crush. and So he likes them rugged and tough? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, old mate Victor Radley just gets into it, doesn't he? He does. He doesn't mug around. He this does. is sports day. Uh, for Kia, on the way, uh, we're going to chat to Ali Day. Speaking of tough, he's taking on the Coolangatta uh, Gold this Sunday. He's won it six times. He's been a bit off. He's, you know, he's, he's had a, a couple of health issues. Mm-hmm. We'll find out how he's going next. I'm going to be in my cheerleader outfit on Sunday watching the Coolangatta Gold for Ali Day. Right, Shave those legs. <laughs> And you're back. <laughs> Won't look good. Uh, anyway, where are we? Uh, Ali Day. On the way next, this is Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Ali Day, the perfect weekend. Three from three. What a performance from him. How good's that? Ali Day at a disco. That's, uh, that's impressive, mate. At, at a nightclub, no doubt, in uh, Service Paradise. Oh, I love Ali Day uh, as a bloke. He, he listens to our show. He's a contributor to our show. You know well, I've got a man crush on him, don't you? I, I do know that. Yeah. Uh, welcome, Ali, uh, to the show. Uh, we're going to talk to you about the Coolangatta Gold shortly. But there's a couple of things you, you do that annoy me. One, you support the Roosters. I've I got can't to get believe that. that. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe it. Such a good bloke supporting the Roosters. 
Uh, secondly, you're laying on the couch tonight watching Netflix. I mean, how come you do it and stay fit, yet me, accompanied by a packet of tubes and a tub of ice cream, I just get fatter. What's going on there? <laughs> what what question do you want to answer first? That definitely <laughs> owes me one. Uh, I said that to him. I ran into him. He, him and Todd, he, he cost me a grand final. Uh, we did we did all right this year, the Roosters. But I think they'll do. I, I hope they do better. Uh, next year mm-hmm. um but yes yeah, Satz's mob um Penrith are going to be hard to beat again and then yeah I guess in terms of the Netflix um yeah there's no there's no jubes or um lollies or anything like that on the lounge it's just a bit of 15 minutes while my mum took my son for a walk around the block and I could just uh put the feet up and wait for you guys to give us a call so um yeah it's, it's been good to you know, now's the time to, I guess, relax leading into a big race on Sunday. Now, tapering, I reckon most of us can do as before a big event. Or we don't have the event, but mm. most of us can taper. We're talking about one of the most challenging endurance races in surf sports this year. The mighty Shore & Partners Financial Services Coolangatta Gold will be held this weekend on the Goldie. Uh, you're a six-time Coolangatta Gold champion and one of the most successful Ironmen in the country we've ever seen. Mate, how do you get up for this stuff? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I think there's a there's a lot that obviously goes into it, but to answer it just plain and simple, um, always wanted to be an Ironman or a professional sports person growing up. Ironman was the one that just suited me the most. Um, I've had great coaches, great mentors, um, and yeah, to put it plain and simple, I'm just I love it and I'm passionate about it. So it's a it gives us a great gives me and my family a great lifestyle here on the Gold Coast. And um, yeah, hopefully I can do it for a couple more years. And obviously there are times when it is when it is tough when you're going through injuries or illness. And but I've never really found like the training itself, like when you're in good form, I've never really found that um, to be a chore or to be something that I find hard waking up for. It's more or less the as I said, the injuries and the setbacks that you get along the way. But, um, you know, they're the things, obviously, that, that shape you. That's the, the character I've been able to develop over the years off the back of those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, there's no different, you know, no difference, you know, lining up again this weekend. There's You don't just click your fingers. It just doesn't happen magically. I've got to go out there and really earn it and work for it. And it doesn't mean doesn't mean nothing that I've won one before there's a huge target on my back probably an even bigger target now so um yeah the pressure builds but at the same time it's again it's something I love doing and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else on on Sunday morning to be honest I missed it missed you know the year when I was injured and I had to sit at you know Mermaid Beach and watch, watch them sort of go past on a scale of my own I swear I had you know tears in my eyes because I wanted to be out there so bad um so I've got to remind myself of that but you know, you get limited opportunities as an athlete, and there's a really good opportunity on Sunday, and I want to I want to grab it with both hands and, and really enjoy it as well. Now, 41, just under 42 k's is the course. Starts and finishes at Coolangatta, hence the Coolangatta goal. But the course has changed, hasn't it, Ali, over the years? Because didn't it once start at Surface Paradise many years ago? Yeah, so the gold, um, like years ago, when they first filmed the movie in '84, and, and when you know Guy Leach and and Darren Mercer and Michael King and and you know my hero Kane Eckstein won it. They all they'd all started from Surface Paradise, went to Cool and Gatter and back. And um, I've unfortunately never raced that course before. The one that I've won the most on is the course from from Cool and Gatter to up to Broadbeach and back. But um, the Shore and Partner, Partners Financial Services Cool and Gatter Gold this year is just from Cool and back. Um, they did it last year because of COVID reasons and. 
the officials in Surf Life Saving Australia really enjoyed it. Um, I totally get it. Like it's a, it does make uh, you know spectating a lot easier. It makes it easier for handlers and things like that as well. I tell you what, Sats, I'd love to um, yeah, I'd love to go win um, or do do the gold. Uh, on its original course before I retire. And I know there's talks that, that they might bring that back. So, yeah, fingers crossed in the next couple of years, um, I'd be able to go go uh, go for surfers all the way down to Cooley and back. Oh, I remember one of the great memories of Guy Leach and everyone chasing him and, and the, the sun had gone down and there were the cars on the yeah, beach yeah. with the lights <laughs> just to make sure he could uh, yeah, yeah. see the course. Now, the longest leg is 23Ks, the ski, which is cool and go to Burley and back. And you're a fair way out to the ocean. You're not... You're not close to the swells. 41.8 Ks. Obviously, physically, you can train for it and get yourself fit. But how do you get your mind fit for something like this? How do you keep yourself focused? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it um, is in the training. You get a lot of confidence out of it. That's where I take a lot of my confidence. It's, you know, the workload and, and your effort in the 20 weeks has been, you know, planned and, and thought about for that that period of time, and, and also being adaptable as well. As I said at the start of the, the show, that um, a lot of things can go wrong, a little th- a lot of things can go right in the prep, and 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 the same thing's going to happen on the day. So uh, I'm pretty I'm really confident actually that I know I've done the work. And as an athlete, you've got to really let that in now, and you've got to go to you know it just becomes now what's between um, the ears. It all just becomes a mental sort of thing now. So then the day itself, it's um, yeah, I like to just folk try as best as I can to just keep coming back to the task at hand and the process of what I've got to do and try not think about um, the next leg or the next thing. It's what can Ali Day do right now? What's the next one percent thing I can do that's that's going to help me get further ahead? You're good at all legs, Ali. Um, that's why you're one of the greatest. But your best leg is the swim, of course, and um, swell size. Do you care whether it's small or big? Uh not really. No, I used to. I used to like read into it a lot. Um, you know, I would look at the weather reports and, you know, analyse and think what it's going to be like. But um, Trevor Hendy, who's our president, also a great friend and, and a hero and probably arguably, as you guys would uh, would know, probably the, the best Ironman that there's ever been. And I'm lucky enough that, that he's in my corner. And he told me a story years ago that... Um, you know, his mum used to go down the beach with him and be like, is the format good? Is the conditions good? And she asked him three weekends in a row and he said it was perfect and the conditions and the order of each leg were different each time. And she sort of figured out, she said, oh, Trev, seems like everything's perfect for you. And it's something Trev's passed on to me. So whatever the conditions are going to be like on Sunday, they're perfect. You know <laughs> what I mean? It, it is what it is. And it's taken a while to develop that. Um, as I said, back in my younger days, I was... Um, yeah, scouring the internet, looking at different weather reports and charts and things like that and analysing it. But um, I've got great a great coach at Service Paradise in Zane Hamill. You can imagine Service Paradise Beach, we're in, in and out of it all the time. It's a very open, it can be a pretty dangerous beach as well. So um, I like to think that we've, we've been in and out of the, all the elements and whatever we get on Sunday, more than likely we've been in it before. Trevor Hendy, seriously. Oh, how great was he? Oh, unbelievable. Now, um... Saturday night before the big event on Sunday and we spoke to you off air. You're, you're sitting there watching some docos. Is there anything special that, that Ali Day watches or listens to? to eats. Or, or eats. Is there is there some sort of preparation to, to get you going for Sunday? What, what do you prefer? There's um, yeah, a couple of different things I do. I, nothing obviously um, 
that I have to do, but it's always, we're lucky here because we're on the coast and I don't have to travel for the event. So it's always just meat and veg. I'm a pretty basic sort of eater, but I like a good steak and, and some veggies on, on the Saturday night. And in terms of viewing, um, I'll either go um, with something more sort of comedy based with, with um <laughs> you know, some Seinfeld or some, some of the US office. I love both of those shows. But in terms of um, inspirational docos, we just obviously spoke off air about America's Cup. I might flick that on. And then um, I've got a couple of athletes that I like looking at the YouTube highlights. I might even look at some of the, the KNX Dynold footage who, who inspired me. And, and um, I know Tom Brady's also got a documentary series that, that came out last year. We appreciate you taking time out of your day. You sound, I've got to admit, you sound super chilled. You're unbelievably chilled, mate. Uh, two days, three days before the biggest event on your calendar every year, mate. Good luck with I'll it. I'll be down there on Sunday. I can't wait. Yeah, will cannot you, wait. We have a sign and some mate, streamers. I'll get Sats to handle for me or something. <laughs> every day is a happy day. Sats going to tackle a couple of me competitors, eh? <laughs> How good is that? Only the slow ones, mate. Only the slow ones. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> Every day's a happy yeah. day. Look for that sign. No, of I appreciate it, boys. I really do. Mate, good luck with it. And we've got to get you in one night. Into the studio. Yeah. No, I'd love to. I'd love to. As I said, when I um when I leave Surface Paradise on a, you know, Monday, Friday afternoon, I uh, always flick the show on and, and have a listen to you guys and badge and stuff like that. So it's um yeah, it's good. I'd love to come in and, and and give it a go when the NRL season kicks off. No, or not like then, that, mate. or even in the off season. We no. don't have any roosters. No, we don't no, have any no. roosters there. It's a <laughs> yeah, roosters free so, zone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No expensive cars parked. <laughs> that'd be here, good. Mate. No, there'd be a lot. Of, there'd be plen- <laughs> mate, there'd be a plot of, plenty of rooster supporters listening. Though I bet so that they, they, they want me on the show. No, you're right. We're very popular in jails around Australia. So you're dead right, Ali. So uh, <laughs> good luck Sunday, mate. Let's get you in here. And thanks for joining us on Sports Day. No, I appreciate it, boys. The host country of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023, which will be Australia. <laughs> Remember that moment, Sats, in uh, 2020 when it was announced that Australia and New Zealand would host the FIFA Women's World Football Cup. And a big announcement. Uh, protocol rules went out the window a little bit there where everyone started I hugging. think everyone excused them because <laughs> it was exciting news. Uh, I'll tell you what, one of the most important guests we've ever had on this show. We've become very – we've gone up a few notches, I think, in world sport. Yeah. Uh, Sarai Barrowman, who is the uh, – Sarai, you're the FIFA's inaugural chief women's football officer. Is that correct? That is correct. You guys are flattering me. But, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I was just listening to that moment. Oh, my God, I remember it. It gives me goosebumps. That was a big, big moment. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Are we, what, less than one year away from the World Cup in Australia and New Zealand now? Oh, yeah, we're about nine months out uh, from the biggest female sporting event in the world coming to the shores of Australia and New Zealand. Now, Sarai, we see a lot of the, the countries that host World Cups, whether it's men's or women's, and they have to go through that process of building big stadiums. And it must have been refreshing knowing that New Zealand and Australia don't have to worry about that because we have got great stadiums in both countries. Yeah, we do. We do have some incredible stadiums. And what's going to be exciting is to see them full with passionate football fans come July and August next year. 
But uh, the other thing I love about these two countries outside of the infrastructure is that they're two sports-mad countries. Like, we really do have a ready-made fan base uh, for sports uh, across these two countries, and that is something that I'm really excited about. Yeah, the first-ever playoff tournament for the FIFA Women's World Cup is this Friday. I can't believe that. It's this Friday. It must be exciting having the playoff tournament in New Zealand. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be the draw this Friday for that tournament. So we've got 10 teams playing for the final three slots uh, in the World Cup. And that is incredible for me because for the first time, for example, in the Oceania region where I'm from, another team outside of New Zealand uh, may be able to realise the dream of of representing the region at a World Cup. Um, So, yeah, it's just another level of excitement. Obviously, it also allows us to, you know, test a few things ahead of the big one next year. So, yeah, something that we're super excited about. Why do you think FIFA chose this region? I mean, apart from uh, Australia performing very well and we've got arguably one of the biggest female soccer players in the world, uh, (laughs) what what other reason do you think FIFA chose down under to host uh, the Football World Cup? Well, I mean, I'm obviously biased being a Kiwi, but why not? These are two of the most beautiful countries in the world. Uh, we've got the most welcoming people in the world. We have two beautiful Indigenous cultures with the First Nations people and the Māori. Uh, very, very unique to our region. It's not something you see anywhere else. I mean, why not? These two countries will absolutely showcase this event uh, in a huge, huge way. And... Yeah, I think it's going to be a big, big moment. Many people who maybe have talked for years and years about wanting to head to Australia and New Zealand from around the world, they have no better excuse now than having the the biggest sporting event in the world coming down under. Uh, Great news overnight that the Matildas had another victory as well and a convincing victory, getting some, uh, geez, the ball's getting uh, into the back of the net at the moment. We've seen massive interest, interest grow in the game over the last decade. And in July, saw nearly 90,000 fans attend the Women's European Championship final. Sam Kerr, who is one of the, I reckon, one of our greatest sporting people at the moment in in our country. We are so proud of her and what she's achieved. She's on the cover of FIFA 23. How have you seen the development in the sport and in particular in the Southern Hemisphere? Oh, it's growing exponentially. It's growing massively uh, since I've been on board in FIFA now six six odd years now. The growth and the momentum behind women's football is absolutely massive. You know, you mentioned Sam Kerr. She is a global superstar. And, you know, it wasn't too long ago where the young girls of the world who were looking to play football had to look to male role models as the ones to kind of put on their walls and posters and on front of the, you know, FIFA video games. Now to have Sam Kerr there, to have our players as household names, it's a real indicator of how massive the game has grown. Mm. I mean, you said nearly 90,000 fans in the stadium at the Women's Euro Finals. I mean, those sort of stats, you know, they are undeniable. Women's football is absolutely on the rise. It's arrived. It's here. And the Women's World Cup in 2023 next year is going to boost it to that next level. Now, yourself, Sarai, played for the Samoan national team as well. How is it in the Pacific Islands with your, your Tonga and Samoa? Is the development there growing just as quick as what it is in New Zealand? 
I'll tell you what, after the announcement of the World Cup in Australia and New Zealand, it's going gangbusters, yeah, especially with the playoff tournament. You know, in the Pacific region, one of the tough things is there always has been a big gap between New Zealand and the rest, and expanding the World Cup for the first time from 24 to 32 teams next year, it means another one of those Oceania countries is going to have a chance to qualify. So P&G, they will be at the playoff tournament, and, you know, how incredible is it for those girls in PNG to have a chance to maybe play on the biggest platform in the world? Yeah, that's amazing. Sarah, I'm getting goosebumps just listening to the passion in your voice. <laughs> Look, a pat on the back to you and your team as well for, for securing the, the, the World Cup for, for our region and, and all the work that's being done for women's football uh, around Australia and New Zealand. When you see... When you see the Matildas playing parts like Newcastle, regional areas that are large and filling up stadiums, it's got to make you proud. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, every moment like that uh, makes me emotional. Pride is one thing, but, yeah, just the emotions. You mentioned goosebumps. Mm. I mean, every time I turn on the TV and I see these full stadiums or I look on social media and these big moments are happening around the world for the women's game. It just makes me emotional because it has been a journey for women's football. And one of the things that's so awesome about a World Cup is that once every four years, we have this big bang moment that shines a spotlight on everything that is being done. You know, it shines a spotlight on our athletes. It shines a spotlight on the sport itself. But it also brings attention to all the work that is being done away from the World Cup to develop the game, you know, in the rest of the world because it is a global game. So I we're going to let you go because you're very busy. I know you got back-to-back interviews. Just on a personal note, Jack, our producer, uh, a dream job for him would he's be been to work frothing, at... hasn't he, about our interviews? He's with been on our back all day now. <laughs> don't be stupid. Don't ask stupid questions. Blah blah blah. Uh, can, can can he send you his resume so you can have a job at FIFA? He just loves soccer. Uh, he 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 will not leave us alone every day. <laughs> Uh, he sounds awesome. Yeah, tell him to send it through. I'll be happy to have a look at it. <laughs> and, and, of course, we're happy to get rid of him. So uh, it's a win-win, I, I think. All right, so, right Barrowman, uh, a great job that you've done as FIFA Chief Women's Football Officer. Thanks for joining us tonight on Sports Day. Thank you very much, guys. It's an absolute pleasure. For Kia. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to the show. This is Sports Day, Thursday night edition. Uh, Sats and Jace here. A few texts we're going to get through very, very, very quickly. Oh, by the way, we've also got to draw our winner of the two tickets to the races. Thanks to Racing New South Wales. Rightio, Sats, quickly roll through a couple. Hey, We're quickly, while talking about Ali Day. Hi, guys. This is Scotty in Cronulla. Welcome to the show, Scotty. Hi, guys. Is there coverage of the Cool and Gutter Gold on Fox or Free to Wear TV this Sunday? Now, I'm led to believe it's on the Surf Life Saving Australia YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Rightio. That'd Great be good. Event. Great event. Mm. What else? Get into it. Um, man crushes. Get into it. My man media crushes Jason Matthews, a.k.a. the great Woogie. My movie man crushes Liam Neeson because he's my doppelganger. He's a what? A- Adrian. So what? Adrian looks like Liam Neeson. Rightio. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Any others? 
Uh, evening sats. I've never had a man crush, but developed one on Cameron Green ever since his first test. Sorry, Justin. Hey, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me. Danger says my man crush is Dick Johnson. You love Dick as well, don't you, Woogie? What? Um, yeah. Um, Huey at Freshwater says, didn't Tony Mestroff and Anthony Seabold play together at the London Broncos? Huey, they both played at the London Broncos, but I'm pretty sure they missed each other by a couple of years in the mid to late 90s. Radio. Yeah. Radio, uh, thanks for your text tonight. Uh, our winner of uh, the two tickets on October 29 to the races, to the Golden Eagle race day at Rose Hill is? I don't know. You're telling the story. Who was it? Who was it? Daniel? Daniel from Prairiewood. Yes, it was. Yeah, our smartest listener. Well done, Daniel. You picked yourself up uh, those two tickets to the Golden Eagle race day at Rose Hill. What text was it? 29th of October. It's about Cam Murray. Uh, oh, too yeah, too handsome. Yeah. Too handsome to be a bloke. Yeah. Uh, thanks to uh, Racing New South Wales. Now, before we uh, finish uh, for tonight, Jack wants us to play this. Oh, unbelievable. What does this mean? This sounds like it's from Life of... I'm not the Messiah. I say you are, Lord, and I should know I've followed a few. Hey, does it sounds like the music from Life of Brian? What is that rubbish? That is the Champions League uh, intro music. So do they play that chills at every Champions League game? At the game, but also the TV coverage. Okay. So oh. when you're waking up and it's you know quarter to six in the morning and it's dark and it's cold and you hear that, and you just get excited. Jack, how do you feel? Like when you say excited, like how excited? <laughs> oh, buzzing! Absolutely, it's the pinnacle of the sport. And uh, and this is my last show, boys. So thanks for having me. The really? last couple. Really? You are? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to FIFA. Sorry, Barrington's oh. got me a job. Yeah, I thought he was serious then. No, 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 I've got a FIFA. Mm. But Danger also gave us a call and told me to get stuck into you, boys. So I will, uh, because it's the greatest game of all. And this morning, Mohamed Salah for Liverpool scored the fastest hat-trick. No one calls him Mohamed Salah. Everyone well, they calls do. him Mo. He's Mo Salah, but people do call him Mohamed Salah. Correct me if I'm Salah. right. Yep, good call. Uh, fastest hat-trick in Champions League history uh, in Liverpool's 7-1 win this morning against Rangers. Right. Six minutes and 12 seconds. That's all it took for him to score a hat-trick. Amazing. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, a yeah. feat that you want to see. And it's great for Liverpool. It's great for them to kind of get off the mark. They've had a bit of a slow start to the season. Obviously, Rangers <laughs> aren't the biggest uh, of the <laughs> I'm happy to hear this again. Just get rid hey, of it. Grant Kenny deserves much credit for establishing Ironman races. Won the junior Ironman. He did. And then won the senior on the same day. What about that? That's, what a freak. That is the worst Music that ever. is horrible music. No, it's fantastic. Imagine running really out. Is. Imagine Penrith running out to that. People walk down the people walk down the aisle to that song. They love it so much. What do you mean? Are you serious? Yeah. What are they marrying a soccer ball? No, they love it so much. It's synonymous with the sport. There's it's a great synonymous ad. with the life of Brian. Have, Monty have, you, have you seen the Heineken ads <laughs> that they used to do for the Champions League? No. There's this what? one where they had all these different uh, people. They used to gave them excuses to have to miss out the Champions League final. And then they all had to go to this poetry reading event oh. that was playing to live music. I fell asleep halfway through <laughs> you, you know telling that this me is that a then. Show? <laughs> and then they started playing the Champions League music. And it was oh. like, surprise, you get to watch Champions now, League. Now, Peter from Laguno. The Manly board are entitled to terminate Des Hazel's contract, but they need to pay him out. Yes, they will. With they... 65% of the votes, that's where finishing the song. Show. Something's happening to be here. your song. What See you guys. Is, ain't exactly clear. See you Monday. There's a man with a gun over there. Might as the thing up. Telling me I've got to beware. Stop, stop, stop.
children. What's that sound? Everybody look what what's a great joke. Correct me if I'm right. Hello? There's battle lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance From behind Every time we stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Correct me if I'm right What a field day for the heat and people in the street singing songs and they carry inside. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.